Identity protection is something everybody should take seriously. There are a lot of threats out there, and it can be difficult to stay on top of the tactics all the time. In this episode, we're chatting with Basil Paul, Resolution Manager for Econocheck, about current identity theft trends and why everyone should seriously consider identity theft protection for themselves and their families. Stay tuned. You're listening to Triangle's Making Money Personal Podcast, where we engage in real talk about financial matters that affect our community. Today's episode is sponsored by Triangle Credit Union, recently voted Best Credit Union in New Hampshire. Welcome to the Making Money Personal Podcast. I'm Liz Costa here with Terry Connolly, and we are so excited today to have another repeat guest, Basil Paul from Econocheck. He's going to be here to talk about identity theft protection. Welcome, Basil. Hi, Liz. Hi, Terry. Thanks for having me again. It's so great to have you back on. Um, for those who are listening and are not familiar, Basil was actually the very second guest we've ever had on our podcast. So that was all the way back in 2018, right? Yes. Do you remember yeah. that? Uh, vaguely, yes. Vaguely. It's been yeah. a lot since then, but yeah. Yeah, a I lot's happened my... in the last, what, yeah. four years? Yes. <laughs> so, okay, cool. Well, welcome back. And um, so I just want to go into basically what you do for Econocheck. So you are a resolution manager, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. What does that entail? Like what kind of things do you do for them? So we work as an advocate, uh, an advisor, a representative for victims of identity theft. Um, our goal is to help ensure their safety and security of their personal information and help them through the resolution process to help uh, recover their identity. Okay. So Basil, how do you help people fight identity theft? Yeah, so we work with um, victims of identity theft with creditors and credit reporting agencies to help them navigate through the process of reporting identity theft, helping them reclaim their identity, and then also making sure that the bureaus are aware that all of the fraudulent activity um, gets reported off of their credit file. For the full resolution, right? Correct. Yeah, okay. And now how long have you been doing that for EconoCheck? I'm just curious. Um, yeah, it's been about five and a half, six years wow. now. Yeah. So I was a banker prior to that. And I had um, experience with identity theft in a minor basis on the branch level. Okay, cool. Was this something you saw yourself going into? Like in banking, did you find you're, you're just drawn to helping people with this kind of thing? Absolutely. Or did it, Absolutely. So it was like you could sense that this was something that you were interested in doing? Right. This was the next step of my career. Very cool. Oh, that's awesome. So Basil, too, when you were in banking and you started to recognize that there was a need, like, was it really super evident? And and if so, like, what kinds of trends have you been seeing, you know, from then until now, you know, and has it been on the rise? Yeah. Um, so ever since the pandemic, there's been kind of an acceleration towards like online means of communication for companies. Um, So we're seeing a lot of uh, digital applications go in where there would be call center uh, employees to answer phone calls that's transitioned into like chat sessions. So there's more of a reliance on companies asking for customers to place their information online through online forums, through online mediums, and then communicate that way. Um, So because of that transition, there's been much more opportunity for identity thieves to infiltrate certain databases to try to get access to that information as well. 
Mm. Yeah. Every, anytime there seems to be a crisis, there's an opportunity for um, identity theft to happen. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, but I've just been, I've been more heightened. Like my awareness has just been so much more there since mm-hmm. the pandemic, mm-hmm. partially mm-hmm. because of this. And to Terry's point too, the crises that occur, you know, you just have so many people out there trying to take advantage of, you know, these things, these the panic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So how, so I'm just curious about like when you're dealing with these cases, um, you know, how, how do people feel like they must be, they must be terrified sometimes. Yeah. I, I mean, it's considered a, a personal violation because it's their most intimate information that's being essentially used uh, without their permission or their consent. So your social security number, your date of birth, these are assigned to you since, you know, before you were uh, using them essentially. Yeah. And so for someone to come in and to besmirch your good name, especially if you've worked on your credit for X amount of number of years, and now all of a sudden you have a derogatory mark on your credit report that can prevent you from having opportunities to getting another job, um, getting another place to live, um, even medical procedures. Sometimes they'll look at those kind of backgrounds for financing on certain things. So um, absolutely people feel violated they feel scared and they feel confused because they're not quite sure exactly what to do when something like this happens. Yeah. Is this usually something that they, they recognize or they notice it themselves at first, or are they usually, you know, brought, is it brought to their attention from like the bank? Right. So there's a number of different ways um, financial institutions can contact their members and make them aware of potential breaches. Sometimes it's done through social media. Other times it's done through just news reports where a large scale corporation has had some kind of um, breach where their clientele base has been infiltrated and now that information has been exposed. So um, with technology being as prevalent as it is and, and so many more forms of communication, there's a number of different ways, emails, text messages. Yeah. It, it varies yeah. greatly. Yeah. Gee, it's crazy to think. We just have to be that much more on guard. I tell you, I had a friend who she, she ended up getting a text message um, from she, she believed it was her bank and there was a, a statement or something about her accounts and she needed to give them this information. And she actually did. And she found out someone had used that number and taken all her money. So she fell for some of those, those rampant scams that are just kind of popping up. Yeah. And, and to her credit, a lot of the tactics that we're seeing employed, um, the fraudsters are going in and they're mimicking certain kind of form letters, um, forms of communication, the way that banks have certain templates or companies have certain templates to make it seem as real as possible. They're using URLs, they're using verbiage that a company would utilize and making it seem as legitimate as possible. So Absolutely. Absolutely. I've heard yeah, some it, are even matching phone numbers too. Yeah. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. We, we've seen that. Um, and, and your larger corporations are going to have multiple call centers, multiple ways to communicate. And so if one of those is outdated or if they can find a way to bypass some kind of IVR system, uh, interactive voice response system, they can masquerade as being call center employees or bank employees or what have you. Basil, have you ever come across someone who has been super embarrassed or, you know, they're, they, they're just... Um, 
I don't know if I'm, if I'm expressing the question the right way, but you know, you, you hate to think that you've been taken for a ride, right? So has that ever been part of, you know, anybody's discussion is like, you know, I can't believe this has happened to me and, or that, you know, there might have even be reticent about even contacting their financial institution because they know that they've maybe made themselves vulnerable. Yeah. Um, on a daily basis, that's a conversation that I have. Um, no one wants to feel as if they've fallen victim to um, some kind of a scam. And what I like to make, uh, make them aware of is a lot of these scams are so complex and they're designed in a way um, to make you think that it, you're speaking to someone legitimately. So one of the first things that I do is uh, I, you know, let reassure them that we're going to provide them with all of the service and the protection that they're seeking. And there's no need to feel ashamed. Um, even the best of us, I myself have fallen victim to these kind of things. Um, and that's part of the pitfalls of technology and the convenience that companies provide through having alternate means of communication with them. So you're going to have this kind of downside inevitably. It's unfortunate. Right. right. Yeah. And, and that is exactly correct. Inevitably, you know, you will be most likely, it's not going to be a matter of uh, if it's always when, right? Is you, especially when you think about all of the different major breaches that have happened over the years. And, you know, it's just, uh, you can be so vig vigilant and, but just in your mind, just your existing today, there's a possibility that someone's going to be able to steal your identity if Correct. they want to. So, yeah. Yep. Right. And to that point, we're seeing identity theft kind of creep into sectors that are outside of the world of finance. So your medical databases, um, employment databases, um, welfare databases, state-run databases. So it used to be a, um, a thought that only if you had certain types of financial accounts or investments would you be privy to this type of identity theft. But if you've ever applied for unemployment or if you've ever applied for Medicaid or any other government benefit, these are the databases that are starting to get infiltrated as well. So um, unfortunately, uh, it's becoming more and more common for these kind of things to happen to the average person um, who just wants to get their medicine. Right, right. That's so sad. So, and we will talk a little bit more um, about you know, how your company works with our company, Triangle Credit Union, under the, the guise of a better checking account for, you know, to offer the, for, to offer identity protection. Um, but before we go there on that, Basil, can you tell me, like, if someone has um, fallen victim, what kind of, I mean, what's the process in the sense that how long does it typically take to resolve you know, a case for you? Like, can you walk us through that a little bit? Yeah. Yeah. So the typical turnaround time for any kind of resolution case is about 30 to 90 days. And that's because we work with the creditor and the credit reporting agency. Now we can probably get um, an issue resolved within the first seven to 10 business days, but it's still contingent on the bureau going back and updating their files because 
for the victim of identity theft, it's not just a matter of having the account shut down. They want to see it removed from their credit file completely. And that can take one to two credit cycles. Typically one credit cycle, 30 to 90 days is um, what the bureaus ask of us. But um, depending on the time of the year or how busy it is, that might vary. Um, but about 30 days, best case scenario is kind of um, the typical um, turnaround time for resolution cases. Yeah. You mentioned sometimes of year are busier than others, which I'm guessing Christmas time is probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, holiday shopping season from November all the way up to December. And then after December, it goes into tax season. So um, we have a joke in our industry that the bad guys like to take vacations at the same time as we do. So, <laughs> summertime, it kind of slows back down and then it ramps back up again um, around the holiday and, and tax season, unfortunately. Yeah. Wow. Uh, Basil, we're going to take a few minutes, uh, just step away for a few seconds and hear from our sponsor. So uh, we'll be back in just a minute. If this is the year you're ready to buy your first home, make sure you've got the best team of mortgage experts on your side. Triangle's mortgage team will work with you to get the financing you need when you're ready to purchase that home you've worked so hard to find. Our experienced originators guide you through the financing process so you can face the home buying journey with confidence. It's finally time to purchase that dream home. Do it with the mortgage team at Triangle Credit Union. Visit trianglecu.org to check our current rates and to schedule an appointment with one of our mortgage originators. NMLS number 528721, equal housing opportunity. Federally insured by NCUA, certain restrictions may apply. See website for details. And we're back from our quick break. We're here chatting with Basil Paul. Basil, our next question for you is, why is it so important that people make sure that they protect their identities? Um, so as technology progresses, more and more companies are relying on digital forms of communication, like we spoke earlier. So um, you're going to see a lot more of a push towards people going online to fulfill um, you know, medical prescriptions, to make appointments at um, their dentist's office, to go in and do diagnostics on their computers. So all of this means that personal information is going to be relayed more through a digital medium. And so that includes your social security number, your date of birth, and that puts a lot more people at risk because they're not quite aware how to protect their information or how their information is being utilized. So when you say risk, Basil, are you talking about, um, obviously it's, um, there's, you're tying it into like a monetary risk, right? So they could, I've heard stories that people take out credit cards and other people's names or they purchase things, you know, you know, using, you know, other people's information and such like that is, I mean, that's the risk that you're talking about, right? It's a monetary risk. Right. Monetary. And then also for, let's say you qualify for social security benefits and someone is applying for benefits in your name, or if it's disability or unemployment, um, or even in cases where someone has use your identity and they were arrested for uh, a crime that can show up on a background check. So it kind of goes beyond the, the financial aspect because you can be disqualified for certain kind of positions in the 
financial field or governmental field if you have a background that has an arrest record that you're not even aware of or a warrant out there for your arrest. So sometimes these things happen with cases of stolen identity. So it kind of delves outside of the realm of finance as well. Okay, good point. Really good point. Um, Basil, how how do you recommend that people protect themselves from identity theft? Sure. Um, we want to encourage them to sign up for the ID Protect program. Um, that's going to give them access to viewing their alerts and they'll be notified of any kind of changes that occur on their credit file. They also have access to their credit file online so they can check it independently. And then also it helps us monitor their credit activity. So if they detect something on there that they have a question about, they can reach out to us or reach out to their trusted triangle credit union uh, banker and then get in touch with us. And we can kind of go over the results of our scans, answer any kind of questions. Um, A majority of the time, it may be something that they don't recognize, but it's always good to have that second opinion, someone to kind of look over your shoulder and make sure that everything on there legitimately belongs to you. Right. I feel like that advocate is so worth it because I, I can imagine when someone experiences identity theft or something you know suspicious, they probably first thought is panic. What do I do and who do I talk to about it? And they're probably it, it must make them feel good to know that they're not the only ones right. to know that you, they have a friend who can help or a friend, but an advocate who can help oh, out. A resource, right. Yeah, right. a resource. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. we spend several hours on the phone with our members. So we kind of do become friends towards the end. Um, and it's a relationship that we forge and we constantly encourage them to follow back up with us for any kind of questions or concerns as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, to your point though, Lizzie, it's like when this happens, the, the average person, their head is spinning. You know, there's, there've just been, uh, and to some degree their you know, their feet's been swept out from underneath them. Right. And it's like, what do I do? What do I do? And so to have this resource available and someone to walk you through it step-by-step step, to know where to check and to know, you know, what to do once fraud is found and things like that, that's huge. And I really want to uh, take it to the next step, which is really talk about Triangle's Better Checking Account with ID Protect. That's what um, Basil had referred to before. So a lot of our members um, have better checking. And, you know, we try and do a good job of educating our members on the benefits of better checking. And one of the areas is having ID Protect and having this service available in the event of fraud, you know, any type of fraud education. And so, and it's not just available to um, the member, it's any person who resides inside the home of the member where the member resides. So um, it could be your, uh, your children, I believe under 26. Mm-hmm. Yes, um, and it also could be any parents that are living with you, right? Mm-hmm. So um, it's it's protection that goes just beyond yourself. Correct. And um, it's a pretty big deal. So Basil, what I can't remember off the top of my head. Can you remember the, um, I know that there is an amount of money that it protects against as well. Do you know that off the top yeah, of your head? Yeah, it's a $10,000 expense reimbursement. Okay. Um, but it's not limited to that uh, in the sense that if there's an identity theft situation that occurs over that dollar amount, we will certainly assist with that as well. So our primary focus is um, to absolve the victim of identity theft from any kind of fraudulent activity financially or monetary. So in 
and it's just a matter of honestly, it's just a matter of um, contacting like there's an 800 number, correct? Basil? Correct. We have an 800 number. They can go to their local banker and the banker can get in touch with us. You can communicate to us via email. Um, so we have a number of different ways for our members to reach us. They can reach us, uh, reach out to us directly. We also partner with your credit union and your bankers to make sure that if they have a trusted banker, they can go work specifically with that person and that person can get in touch with us. Yeah. No, and that's a really good point because we do have listeners outside of triangle membership. So if you, you know, wherever you bank, um, you might have somebody, something similar to EconoCheck's service. So, you know, we definitely encourage you to use that as a resource and to contact your credit union or, you know, your bank to, to find out what type of protection is available to you. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. The other thing I wanted to go back to is, um, the ID Protect product is it has monitoring in it beforehand, Correct. right? So not yes. only does it protect people if something should happen, but it does take steps to protect them beforehand. Correct. And I, for one, use I have it, so I like the notification. I Terry, we've talked about this before. That Absolutely. monthly notification, and it tells mm. you that like no suspicious activity. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. It's yeah. so yeah. nice to get that because it's yeah. just like I see the email come in, and I'm like, oh no, oh great, Whew, right. everything's good. Right. You know, exactly, exactly. So just a heads up, you know, to anybody out there is um, it monitors. Does it monitor the dark web too? Basil? It does. We do have a dark web monitoring, yes. So it's not only looking at the sectors of credit, but looking outside of the sectors as well, because we want to try to provide as much of a comprehensive coverage and protection as possible. So we're going to look for sectors outside through public domain records. Um, we work with the post office and um, different medical offices as well, just to make sure that those um, databases are covered. Fantastic. That's so nice. Well, I will say another thing that I thought was actually pretty, it was alarming at first, but it turned out to be a good thing was I did, I got an email once and it was from ID Protect and it said something's changed on your credit report. And I hadn't initiated any new inquiries, nothing. So my first thought was like, oh no, you know, it, did something happen? And that's when I logged into ID Protect and I checked it out. And all, all that had happened was I had a, a unused credit card and they just decided to close the line of credit, right. which brought me so much relief because right. something had happened, but I went right to the resource and I learned really quickly. It's nothing to be alarmed about. Absolutely. This is just us letting you know. Absolutely. So, and that's the beauty of the alerts. They provide full transparency. So if anyone has their hands in the cookie jar, so to speak, um, whether that's good, bad, or different, we're going to notify you of that activity. Nice. Yeah. I, I do think that there's one thing that we have to point out is that this service is available to you, but you have to sign up for it. Correct. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and Liz, you can share if you want any of your experience, but I remember when I registered for ID protection, I uh, entered my card numbers in, um, and the whole process was probably about 15 minutes because not only does it reg not only do you cover, you know, like your debit card or your, we, you know, triangle has a credit card too, but any other credit cards that you have, you can enter those into that, into the registration process. So it does take a little bit of time, but in order to have the full protection, you do have to register for it. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So, okay, good. Awesome. Lizzie, do we have any other questions for Basil? That's the last of the questions that we had for you. So nice. we can nice. move to the next session if you like, Terry. 
You ready for this one, Basil? This one's a really fun part. Let's go. All right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> He's ready. <laughs> All right. So this is called rapid fire. Okay. And I'm going to ask you a series of questions and you don't have to give any explanation. It's just more of your preference, right? Okay. So you're going to get a choice, like okay. an A, B choice. Okay. So here we go. North or South? North. Biking or baking? Biking. Rap or country? Rap. Soda or seltzer? Seltzer. Golf or hiking? Oh, golf. Okay, good. Jeep or Jaguar? Ah, ah, Jeep. <laughs> Beach or lake? Beach. Airbnb or V, is it Verbo? Verbo, ah. Verbo. <laughs> Airbnb. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Game night or movie night? Game night. Pasta or pizza? Ah, uh, can I have both? <laughs> <laughs> Pasta on your pizza? Yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> I kind of feel like that when we go through these, um, this rapid fire section um, with our guests that they become kindred spirits, right? Yeah. Because when, when Basil says, can I have both? Or like, do I have to choose? I'm like, oh man, this is guy after my own heart. <laughs> I mean, who wants to choose between pizza and pasta? Come of on. Course. It's a win-win situation. <laughs> it is. Absolutely. Very cool. I do actually, so while we were doing that, um, I do have one final question for you. And that's just what kinds of resources are out there? If people want to look up more information, uh, does EconoCheck provide anything that they can kind of do some more research? Absolutely. Um, so we um, can link to identitytheft.gov and identitytheft.gov has is a wealth of resources that the government provides um, that'll give you kind of a checklist and works in tandem with our program as well. Um, the three credit reporting agencies, Equifax, Experian, and TransUnion, have some great material on them as well, um, articles and links to different resources. And of course, we partner with the three credit reporting agencies as well to provide our services. So between those two um, and our ID Protect services, um, that should pretty much cover any topic that you can think of. But if there's something outside of that, that's why our advocates are here. You're more than welcome to reach out to us at any time. Right. And how do you suggest they reach out? Email, phone number? Whatever is easier for them. Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And if you are a Triangle member, Triangle Credit Union member, you can certainly contact us. Um, you know, you can contact us through our email at TCU podcast at trianglecu.org. Contact us at 603-889-2470. I never call myself. So I actually, I'm looking at Lizzie like, is that correct? Um, and then there's also email, our website. There's more information about um, better checking with ID Protect. So there's a lot of resources out there if you're interested in hearing more about it. Well, Basil, that's pretty much all we got for today. Thank you so much for taking time to, you know, spend some some of your minutes here chatting with Absolutely. us about ID Protect and everything pleasure. you do. Thank you for what you do for our members. Absolutely. And thank you for your partnership. We appreciate that as oh. well. Fantastic. Yeah, no, we're very, very pleased to be able to offer this as a resource and, you know, to be able to help our members when they're struggling through things like this, because it's very real. It's so it's such a real thing that most people will probably face at one time or another in their lives. So just being there at the beginning is probably just so significant. 
Yes. It's the right thing to do. Yeah. yeah. Well, again, thank you so much for your time, Basil. We'll let you go, no, but it you. was a, it was a pleasure chatting with you. Absolutely. Bye bye. Bye bye. Take care. That wraps up this episode of the Making Money Personal Podcast. If you've enjoyed today's show, we would love to hear from you. Email your thoughts about this show or any other ideas at tcupodcast at trianglecu.org. Thank you to all of our subscribers. And if you haven't yet, please hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss out on any new episodes or money tips. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Bye.